Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know and what's it all about. Everything you need, it's on the clip out. Welcome to the clip out episode 349. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Allow me to be the first one on the podcast to say happy anniversary. Happy anniversary to ourselves for our wedding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not show related. Not show related. To each other. Yeah. Nine years. Nine years. As of today. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's what anniversary means. I know. I'm aware. <laughs> so uh, this is our big romantic outing, recording an episode of the clip out. That's not true. We had a romantic outing on Saturday. We did. We combined Valentine's Day and our anniversary. Correct. And uh, it was really pretty. We went to Grant's Farm, which for those of you who don't live in St. Louis, it's actually something about St. Louis that I like. Mm-hmm. Um, so where Grant's Farm is where Anheuser-Busch keeps the Clydesdales locally, but yes. also it's a farm for lots of other animals. So they have all kinds of adorable animals. They've got llamas and alpacas and billy goats and butterflies and all yes. sorts of things. So. It's delightful. And it was very special because they were having the special thing that you could have a Valentine's date in the carriage house. So we got to eat in the carriage house, which that's special. Like I've never been able to do that before. They usually just have like that main beer garden area yeah <laughs> that's it <laughs> so that yeah, was like a little secret if you're in st louis you go to grant's farm you get free beer that's true just one but just you do one. get but you get free beer that's very true so. but i think it used to be property owned by ulysses s grant i think and uh, then i believe that's true and then they somehow the bush family acquired it and then they they've ran it basically as a free kind of s- small zoo for I mean, generations at this point. Yeah, it's really nice, too, if you just go visit, just to visit. It's You go around the entire property in like their little tram, and you get to see all the different animals. And it's just really nice. It's a nice little area. Yeah, absolutely. So what, uh, what pray tell... Oh, wait, I, we got to do the other stuff before yeah. we get to the pray tells. Settle uh, down. Remind people about the next book club. Yeah, this is going to be, first of all, it's going to take place on March 12th at 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. We are reading The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. This will be a lot of fun. Okay. The fastest way to change your life. Exactly. Okay. But apparently it all revolves around dropping food on the floor. Sure. That's that's we'll go with that. Okay. Well, no need for me to read it then. I mean, I know were just, you gonna anyway? Well, no, but okay. now I All right, don't have to feel bad. Yeah. Or I can feel less not bad. I was like, you weren't gonna feel bad. No, I was Let's wasn't. be honest. Yeah. And we should also do our first bingo call out here. We should. Before I have we to, forget. Okay, so and, I made sure that we weren't gonna forget this week. 
Did you did you notice how I did it this week? No, I don't notice things. Okay. Well, anyway, our first bingo call out is Logan Aldridge. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So now, pray tell, (laughs) what do you have in store for people this week? We're going to talk about this newest lawsuit win. Uh, We also have we're going to kind of do an overview of Peloton and at the All Star Game, and uh, we've got some other things to talk about. Doctor Jin stops by. We talk about protecting your mental health during the gray, gray days of winter, which some of us are still experiencing. We also have instructor news we need to hit. And of course, there's going to be an artist series, competitor news, uh, and a lot of content to discuss and birthdays. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, YouTube, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there, like the page, join the group. Uh, it's a great way to stay up to date on things throughout the week in between episodes. And you can also uh, find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the clip out where for five bucks a month, you get uh, bonus episodes, all the things that we didn't have time to get to in this episode. You will also get ad free episodes of the main episode and if we get it early you get it early and then of course all sorts of other things that we try to give you like the book club and things like that so and some aspects are available for free like we don't charge for the book club so if you want to go over there there is a free level as well where you can partake in the book club and things like that and it doesn't cost you a dime so uh, it's just a, a nice little way to support the show if that's your jam and you have the means also you can watch all of these episodes over on youtube at youtube.com slash the clip out so oh yeah and our newsletter at the <laughs> you can sign up for that there get the links and stuff sent right to you so uh there now i think i'm done let's dig in shall we we shall Peloton in the news. So Peloton has all sorts of NBA stuff planned again this year. Not planned. It already happened. It already happened because it's sports. Yeah. And so it's news to me. Yeah. Did the Harlem Globetrotters show up? Uh, No. Oh, then it's not an all-star game. (laughs) Well, if they did, it wasn't in Peloton's feed. So it's a damn dirty lie. (laughs) The Globetrotters are there. All the stars aren't there. (laughs) What about the computer who wore tennis shoes? Was he there? No. no. Oh, I don't know about calling this an all-star game. <laughs> I'm getting very skeptical. What about the fish who saved Philadelphia? Mm-mm. The, what? Yeah, I Do, know. I think there needs to be a class action lawsuit. Uh, are you actually watching this video right now? Yeah, I think it's really neat that they set this up, though. This is a kind of fun thing to do while you're yeah, there. That's this uh, experience you're doing where you go through and you it's like an obstacle course. Yeah. And then at some point you get on a bike and ride. They had bikes. They had weights. They had um, basketball hoops at different varying heights so that you could try that. Yeah. I know that guy right there is somebody famous because they had a Peloton tryout for him. Um, I can tell you right now, he's not a Harlem Globetrotter. That's true. That's true. Uh, and then let's see, Rad Lopez, Kirsten Ferguson, and Tunde were all at the All-Star Game. Uh, they were not participating in the game, but they participated in all kinds of fun things like 
this particular video we are seeing. There's yes, Toonday. There's Toonday now. Yes. And uh, and then they also got to hang out with some famous people and, you know. Well, they are famous people. Some other famous people. It's like famous people got to hang out with them. That's <laughs> how it true. works for Peloton these That's days. That's true. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. You got a good point there. So uh, It's funny because like as, as a Peloton podcast, I'm just like. This lady just blew right by Toon Day. Yeah. I was just like, well, she stopped. Yeah. But I I just, I'm just like, she's a bigger deal. You should stop longer, lady. It's it's true. It's true. And, uh, and then they also, Peloton's like names and branding was all over everything in the, in the event station, which is pretty cool. It is very branded. That is for sure. Are you hitting up the other? I uh, am. That's where I'm heading right now. Yeah. So here, and then uh, what? Uh, Kirsten and Toonday. Yes, there we go. They're in front of the uh, step and repeat. Um, Here's the fancy slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and then uh, Rad posted from there as well. Yeah. So if you dig basketball and Peloton, this is for you. For sure. For sure. Uh, if you can't tell, we're not those people, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. I'm glad it's there for the people that do love it. I really am. For sure. So uh, the Peloton app got a bit of a refresh for Apple users. So this is what it used to look like. Okay. And now today we have, I I opened up my screen. I was like, ooh, pretty. It's just fresh and new. It's like the graphics have like this, they're brighter, number Mm -hmm. one. And uh, where you hit the start button is like you can see through it so it's transparent right so it gives us this very nice fresh clean look compared to what it looked like before uh the squares are bigger the, i was like are you sure that this is a refresh and you didn't just uh, increase the font on your phone it's it's a fair question but <laughs> but this particular one is my phone the other one is somebody else's phone like okay. they look very different like notice they how they're like rectangles they're dark like yeah. and the writing kind of takes up the whole screen like they've completely redone it yes um i think it looks a lot better it's very subtle but it's just a really nice change just yes. really nice it's very pretty uh somebody was like this did not even register that this was a thing that's fair i never noticed stuff like this i think it was the see through buttons that got yeah. me. That's really the only reason I noticed this. I think all. it's nice. They took away what the class is classified as, mm-hmm. which I think is smart because like on this one, it's like a 30 minute Valentine's Day walk under walking. Oh, no. <laughs> shit. OK, what's this 10 minute happiness meditation? Checks notes. Oh, it's a meditation. <laughs> That's true. Oh, Do you really need to say that? Right. That's true. The That's 20 a good minute point. morning slow flow. <laughs> oh, is that yoga? <laughs> How about that? So, yeah, like that was very, that, I mean, in 99% of cases, it's going to restate what's already in the title of the class. So. Also, if you looked closely, Tom, you could tell that this was my screen because Susie Chan's all over yes, it. Yes, I did notice. <laughs> That it was all Susie Chan. I was like, is the refresh that just everyone gets recommended Susie Chan? Is that what they're doing now? They were like recommended for you yeah. from your instructors. Start your morning. All Susie. I didn't even know she did meditations, but on Crystal's phone, she does. <laughs> so we have some uh, interesting shenanigans going on <laughs> with the Peloton guide. Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting that the over on the guide uh, website this week, they had a sale and it was for the starter package. 
But some people, I think, got lucky and were able to get their starter package, including weights, for $135. So that's guide. And you could get 25 and 30 pound weights because you get to pick two weights. Right. So like the shipping is probably 135 on 25 pound weights. Yeah. I mean, but by the time that we were ready to record, we were up to $235 for the starter package, which is still a good deal. Like I am not begrudging them that at all. Except we hate you now. No, we don't hate you. But but like uh, for people who got the 135, you all got one hell of a deal. So do you think they meant to drop it that low? Or do you think they were like, let's drop it that low? Maybe they, it was one of their A-B tests like, oh, well, a bunch of people bought it 135. What do they do at 235? Well, I I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, that totally could be, you know, how Barry likes his A-B tests. It also could be somebody posted the wrong amount. I don't I was, know. I was kind of wondering that too that was just fat fingers and it was like whoops it yeah. was, i was supposed to take off 300 i took off 200 or the other way around yeah i but, mean that's pretty easy to do so i don't know i don't know what caused it or if it was on purpose but uh considered a flash sale for those of you who got the 135 deal <laughs> yeah but as of this recording it's still 235 which is 200 dollars off which, which is still a great deal it's not nothing I mean, those weights, again, just buying the weights and the shipping on yeah. the weights, like that's that's worth it right there. Yeah, like they definitely like if you're on the fence about the guide, they definitely like adjust the price enough that I can see people going, okay. Honestly, yeah, it's you good. You got me, especially at 135 Yeah, <laughs> <It's kinda, laughs> this is a no-brainer. You, you can't afford not to. Yeah. <laughs> Peloton in court. Bloomberg Law is reporting, or at least the first two paragraphs are reporting because it's behind a paywall and we don't pay for this one, uh, that Peloton has won its trademark suit over the use of the phrase bike plus. Yes, they are saying that it does not infringe the uh, registered trademark largely because the mark is conceptually weak, a California federal court said. Yeah, I thought it was interesting uh, It said the similarity of the marks and relatedness of the goods make summary judgment a close call. But and I really liked this aspect of why they ended up winning is that I guess apparently the other company had not. It says meaningfully marketed its usage of bike plus in years, which which is good. Like if like there are there are so many different businesses and things out there at this point that. People have started and then they fall by the wayside and then somebody starts something up and they're like, hey, 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 hey. And they're not even realizing that it's the same name. And then and then now they're suing them because someone is using something that they used to utilize, but no longer does. And I that just irritates the living hell out of me. I mean, we ran into that problem when we were trying to come up with a name for the show like we. You know, we had a couple other names kicking around. I don't even remember what they were anymore. But like we kept finding other shows that were defunct that had put out two or three episodes and and just gone away. And it was like, well, we should probably err on the side of caution. We don't want people coming out of the woodwork two years into the existence of our show saying we have to stop using the name. So we picked something that was unique. I also would like to point out that Peloton is spelled incorrectly in the second bullet point. Come on, Bloomberg, get your (laughs) shit together. See, this is why 
This is why we're not going to pay for it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it right there. Peloton. Peloton. That's a new one. <laughs> <laughs> how ironic that they get the name wrong in a trademark company. <laughs> well, this, this is how they don't get sued. We'll call it Peloton. And we'll be safe as kittens or kittentons. <laughs> Oh, kittens. I love them. (laughs) They are delicious. (gasps) What? (laughs) Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. Uh, Well, great to have you back. We have a question from Lindsay Kelly. Uh, She says it's not specific to the holidays, but how to protect your mental health when the weather is gray, gray, gray. She worries about this, especially right when the holidays are ending. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, seasonal affective disorder is real. There are a lot of people who get very affected by the changes in season, especially when there isn't sun. So first of all, you want to get your vitamin D levels checked to make sure that you are getting enough vitamin D and to talk to your doctor about it. There are also these special lights that you can put on your desk that are specifically for people who get seasonal affective disorder. They sell them on Amazon, like they're not that hard to find. That's really important. Um, Also making sure that you do, if there is any sunlight that you try to get it, even if it is from inside your house, making sure that let's say you have an, if you're working from home, that you make sure that you maybe move your desk to face the window or spend more time in between clients that you have or phone calls that you have to make or Zooms or whatever, that you're actually getting some, some daylight and some sunlight and some fresh air. I think also if you find yourself feeling sad, making sure that you talk to your support system. If you have a therapist, talk to your therapist. But seasonal affective disorder is real. And I think that making sure that you're also working out so you can get that serotonin hit is really important. And if you can do some outdoor walks or runs instead of your tread, go for it. So I have a question. You might not know the answer to this because it's it's maybe more medically leaning than uh, psychology. Psychology. But but, um, so... You can get sunburn when it's cloudy, right? Yeah. So how much of something like seasonal affective disorder is psychological in terms of like, I like to be in bright spaces, like would going outside, even though it's overcast, still have a benefit because you're getting UV? We do tend to get more sun than we realize when we're outside. I mean, if it's not dark, you're getting some sun. Yeah. Because there's light. Right. So you're getting some light. So I, I think that it's important to think of it that way, that that we do tend to go like, oh, it's cloudy. It's overcast. That means I'm not getting any sun. Oh, I don't need to wear sunscreen, but we still do. And so it's, a, it's the same for that. And again, having that light on your desk that can help seasonal affective disorder is a game changer for a lot of people. Okay. Gotcha. Do those lights, are do they have UV? Could you theoretically sunburn your hand if you left it in front of it i'm just curious like i yeah it's not like 
as someone who it is hates, not like having the sun on your desk. Gotcha. As someone who hates <laughs> the outdoors, but it does have some of the same benefits in yeah. terms of the psychological benefits. Yeah, because like the whole premise is like so alien to me because like yeah. i am a i love the great indoors yeah like yeah. he does I, if he doesn't have to go outside it's a good day that's a good day i'm always <laughs> i always say uh the, the first nice day in spring I, I always like on facebook i'm like oh it's such a beautiful day outside i watch tv with the windows open like that's, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that's how unaffected i am yeah. by all that yeah. so my ancestors just never left the cave well we were, yeah, it's it's that Irish. It's that Irish. You had to like hide in in caves over there. I do love me a potato. <laughs> that is a hurtful, hurtful yet accurate stereotype. Yeah. <laughs> and I write <laughs> poetry. Yeah. We also do that. So. Well, thank you so much for all of that. Hopefully, they can get some help from from that or some assistance. So, uh, until next time, where can people find you? People can find me on social media at Dr. Jed Mann, two ends on Jed, two ends on Mann. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Clip out. And coming up after this, we're going to tell you which Peloton instructor might be heading to the Olympics. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles for your $25 you're not sacrificing comfort safety or style if you want to support the show and pick up a pair gooder is giving the clip out listeners free shipping on their first order just go to gooder.com slash tco that's g-o-o-d-r.com and use code tco to get free shipping gooder offers a 30 day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Instructors in the news. Alex Kurowski could be heading to the Olympics. We are definitely sending all the good vibes. So here's here's what we do know. And let me just say it's sportsy. So you can thank Nikki. Because <laughs> Nikki is the one that gave us yes. this information. Okay. Do the Harlem so, Globetrotters use rowers? <laughs> no. Then I don't care. I know. Okay. okay. So here's the deal. Alex recently competed this past weekend, and it was the 15th through the 17th, at the U.S. Rowing 2024 Winter Speed Order. Okay. Got it? I that think took so. place in Florida. So here's the deal. He placed fifth overall in the final race out of five teams. That's in the final race. But keep in mind that 13 pairs started the event on Thursday. So it's it's important to note that the speed order serves as an opportunity for rowers to test their speed ahead of April's U.S. Olympic and Paralympic team trials and also gives them a chance to earn automatic invitations to the Olympic selection camp scheduled for March 3rd through 24th 
in Sarasota. So the top three finishers of the winter speed order races in each boat category received invitations to that selection camp. But the overall finish order is one of the main criteria for discretionary selection to the camp. Although Alex did not get an automatic bid, he may still have a shot based on his overall finish. We'll have to wait and see. And rowing at the Paris 2024 Olympic Games will be taking place July 27th through August 4th. So we are very excited for Alex. And and I also feel that it is important to mention that he placed fourth in the in in the eight at the 2000 or 2016. Let's just say that 2016 okay. Olympic Games in Rio and sar- served as an alternate at the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. So no stranger to the Olympics. No, that would be amazing to be at a level where I that's can't even imagine. a possibility. I know to even dream of that is just like mind boggling. So cool. So cool. So we had some Mela Wedekind news this week. Yes. Yes. She is going to be uh, hanging out with some folks in March. So she's going to ride the bike with a group of people, um, but she's not going to be teaching. This will take place either March 8th or March 9th. However, she did also say this all took place on Instagram that she is going to be coming back as an instructor this summer. We still don't have a specific date, but we know it's coming up in the summer. Awesome. Yeah. I'm very sure, cool. I'm sure people will be very excited to have her back. Absolutely. Also, Chelsea Jackson Roberts will be the voice of the Soul de Janeiro NYC pop-up that's happening now through the 25th. Now, do you know anything about this pop-up? It's, I mean, it's like a, it's like a. It's a shop. Like it's, it's like. It's like skincare or makeup or something. Um, I don't know. It says that you can shop with her and listen to her voice as she guides you through the ultimate sensory experience with the latest. When I looked it up on YouTube because I wanted to make sure I was pronouncing it properly. Yeah. And it says Dolce Body Butter so, yeah. or something Body Butter. Yeah. It looked like it was all like makeup type okay. skin stuff. That's neat. So. That's neat. And it's neat that she's using her voice kind of like. It's like it's like a little uh, skincare play of ways. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I like that. That's neat. Well, congrats to Chelsea. That's very cool. Also, Rebecca Kennedy has a new partnership. She does. uh, And that's really not the main point we wanted to make with this because uh, because I don't want people to think just because these instructors are selling things that we're selling them because we're not making any money off of it. Um, (laughs) We don't even know how to say half of this stuff. (laughs) Exactly. This is like Uh, DP Hugh. Yes. Yes. But what we did want to share. In my world, DP means something very different. Yeah. Well, let's leave it at that. Just director of photography because I host a film podcast. Right. Called Real Spoilers. Uh, If you want to have your mind in the gutter, that's up to you. But I was talking about director of photography. Okay. 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 Well, at any rate, uh, Rebecca Kennedy went on Instagram and she also had 10 really good tips for how to keep your hair healthy. And they're all like not only keeping your hair growthy hair healthy but also growing your hair and they were actually really good tips so we wanted to make sure to call this out because uh anybody can use these whether you're using this product or not so definitely wanted to make sure people saw that i will be sure to put these to use (laughs) asap (laughs) cannot wait i bet yes come back next week i'll look like dennis morton circa (laughs) Circa 2018. (laughs) (laughs) 
Also, we should point out that uh, Jess King is celebrating 10 years with Peloton. Ah, yes. I can't believe all the, the 10 years we're hitting this week or this year, starting with uh, just Jen Sherman. It's just like they just keep coming. Yes, they do. Uh, so congrats to Jess King on 10 years. Peloton Celebrity Sightings. We have another what I think is a first time celebrity sighting. I think it is. Yeah, it, it is uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Yes. And thank you, Mia Batol, for putting that in the clip out group. Absolutely. But yeah, so he was running and he said it was his first time running since the surgery. And he is clearly on a Peloton tread. To Tread Plus, right? Tread Plus. Yes. Yes, absolutely. That's a plus. There was much debate going on about because they thought that he had modified it somehow because they couldn't see the slats in the tread. I think it's just the the speed that he's running at. Yes. It's just an optical illusion. I believe that that is the case. In the angle. Of the, the yeah, picture it's is a, not helping. It's a bit of an odd angle, but yeah, like in if you're looking for this post, you can't find it because it was a story. Yes, so, so it's it's gone. Yes, but uh, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg is the owner of a Tread Plus. So. Can we tell if it's like one he just purchased, or did he buy one years ago? And he's kept it all this time. I mean, in theory, we should not be able to tell, right? Because nothing changed, right? So. No, I and didn't know the if only you had thing a special clip out crystal way. I to wish the only thing out. that we would know potentially, and even that would be a big fat question mark, is if it had the rear guard installed. But we can't see the rear guard in this picture. Yeah. So, but even that would still be a question mark because, like in theory, they're supposed to come put one on mine. I was supposed to get it in December. Yeah. It's February. You know what else? <laughs> <laughs> and what, don't the new ones come with the rear yes, guard? So, yes. like, they would look the same anyway, wouldn't that, they? That's why I said it would be yeah. a question mark. Gotcha. That's, that was my whole point. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, but in theory, though, because not everybody's has been installed yet, right. you if, might be able to make like mm. if he has a rear guard, it tells us nothing. If he doesn't, then it's an indicator. Precisely. Or he just kind of guy that likes to live on the edge. Yeah. And he's <laughs> like, I'm taking that rear guard off. <laughs> he man. ripped it off the second they I'm left. All UFC now. <laughs> I don't need a rear guard. <laughs> You know, you just reminded me with uh, UFC. I I couldn't I could not see it in the picture very well. But last week, what was that idiot that like got all mad and said he was going to take all the Pelotons? Out yeah, of the, the UFC? guy that's like the head of UFC. I don't even know his name. I don't know sports. He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that is my opinion. He's an alleged idiot. <laughs> um, but he uh, like showed a picture of his little home gym, right? And uh, somebody said there was Peloton in there. Now. I could not spot the Peloton, but there I there absolutely were bikes that looked like Pelotons. They were absolutely not echelons. So, you know, take that where you will. But I just thought it was funny. That is funny. Oh. It's kind of like when they caught Kid Rock drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kid Rock. <laughs> you scamp. Yeah. Can you call him Kid Rock anymore? I don't middle age rock doesn't sound it does not have the same ring. Yeah, but he is no longer a kid and he'll never be classic rock. (laughs) He will not did have some good songs, though. Oh, should I should I share kid rock story on the in bonus and bonus? Okay, let's do it. Marry up to the Green Day story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We will. I will share a kid rock story in the in the bonus. And uh, coming up after this, we will tell you who the latest artist series spotlights. Spoiler alert, not Kid Rock. (laughs) 
if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Peloton Artist Collaboration. The latest artist series features Nicki Minaj. See, they give me one I love. They give me one I'm not too excited about. Your (laughs) favorite. Her voice is like nails on a chalkboard deal. Only that one thing she does. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like like it. You're always like, oh. Yeah. Like, like, people love her, man. I know. I know. I mean, again, this is one of those things where it's like, clearly I am in the minority when it comes to liking her. And like, if I don't hear that like bridge or whatever it is, like, I'm okay. But like. You know how spoken word is in songs to you? How yeah. it grates? Like, I hate when people talk in a song. It drives you nuts. It's a song. <laughs> you like, get so mad. Oh my God, it's the worst. And you don't really hear it much anymore. You hear you heard it in oldies. The monkeys have a song. They have The monkeys have one song where Davy talks the whole song. It's called The Day We Fell in Love. <laughs> and it is like just cringe inducing. It's so bad. And uh, I hate when they talk in songs. Anyway, you were saying. Oh, yeah, I was talking. (laughs) Um, So anyway, that's what it is for me, because like she like is singing. And then all of a sudden her voice takes this turn that just like, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's like somebody just. It's like when the Q-tip goes in a little too far. Oh, my God. It like hurts so much. But. There's a lot of classes. People love her. This will be insanely popular. Yes, it so will. enjoy. Checking out the competition. I guess this isn't a competitor in the strictest sense of the word, although I guess they both sell leggings. <laughs> but uh, uh, but it th- we thought it was interesting because <laughs> Nike seems to be taking a page out of Peloton's book, which is uh creating their own on-tour knockoff type of thing. Yeah, it's taking place in London, and it's called the Well Festival. Here's my question. Yes. Will Toon Day be there? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. I, I mean, it seems like it would be possible. It does. Like, not a crazy thought. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, and I don't really have any strong feelings about it one way or another. I was just like, okay. Yeah. Not something that... 
I would be super excited about because it's not like there are like Nike athletes. I just got to go meet, you know, but I know that there are lots of people that feel that way that there are. So I don't know who's going to be there, but it'll be interesting to see how how it's received and if they end up repeating it. It'll probably be all cricket players. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) We don't know athletes as it is. And then you you introduce something like cricket or soccer. We're we're just like completely out of our depth. It's not Pele. (laughs) I don't know. And I can't even name a cricket player. Like I can at least name a soccer player. One time when I was oh, in the Beckham guy, I know the Beckham. guy. Oh, yeah. One time in physical therapy, whenever I was recovering from my little accident last year, I was was watching a cricket game because they had it on and no one in the building, not one person understood a thing happening <laughs> on that screen. Like everyone was like, wait, is that good? Wait, wait, hold on. I think that's good. Like, that's how it went. Yeah. Every single play. It was so confusing. So. You know, I can name uh, a a soccer player's wife because of that documentary we just watched. <laughs> Holy cow, that was so good! Yeah, that that was that documentary was better than it had any right yeah, to be. Yeah, especially because it was about nothing we knew and we didn't know any of these people. But it's on Hulu, and it was what was it called? Colleen. But that's her name. Oh. But but the but the, Wag- but the, the subtitle real... was like the Wagatha scandal. Yeah, and, something about Wagatha. And I guess she had someone. She had a private Instagram, and and she was posting things. She's a like a famous footballer's wife, and people. There was someone who was stealing her private Instagram things and selling them to the tabloids, and she outs them. Maybe. And then they end up suing her for slander. And it's a whole like it is a roller coaster ride about people I had never heard of before I hit play. And, and it was delightful. Man, we were sucked in. <laughs> we so. watched it all in one We did. Day. It's three episodes, <laughs> but we pounded through them. We were like, we have to see what's going to happen. So is even if you don't like or have heard of any of the people involved, totally worth your time. Yes. Yes, it is. And we apologize to our UK listeners that are right now like, well, no shit. Yeah, that's a yeah. dumb old story. I know, yeah. but we didn't know. We didn't us. know that story. Yeah. yeah, That's the kind of stuff you got to tell us about. I know. Give us a heads up. New content. So before we began recording this segment, Crystal gave me the, a look. I was surprised you actually caught it. A look that says, you better not forget. <laughs> To have me do the bingo call out here. I think all I did was go. Oh, it was not as friendly (laughs) as you just did in front of people. Let me me try this. Is that better? Yeah, but that's like fake. Yeah, I don't know how to do it. It just happens. Oh, it happens. (laughs) I assure you, it happens. I have been told I have a very loud face. (laughs) That you do. (laughs) Uh, Okay, bingo number two is a Saul Arian. So uh, that is one of our German instructors. So if you have your German filters not on yet, you definitely need to to put the old German filter on. Also, somebody gave us, uh, you're going to be hearing this uh, this episode coming up soon. I I don't want to spoil it, but... It was a great idea. So I just feel like I need to share it with everyone. (laughs) If you want to take classes that are not in English, a great little thing that you can do is pull up Google Translate and have it open in front of you while you're taking the class. Like, oh, mind blowing. Love it. (laughs) So excited about that tip. There we go. So it is time for the TCO top five where 
you tell us what your favorite classes are and then we share them with the class so people can maybe discover new things. So we will start with your favorite Peloton two for one walk run. Well, this was my favorite. I, okay. I can't believe I got put at the top here. Well, well it is but, your show. <laughs> well, it was the two for one walk and run with Jocelyn and Susie. Took place on February 13th, Galentine's Day. And uh, I said, that I loved hearing the story of how Jocelyn and Susie met and became friends. I especially love they had not known each other for years, but instead clicked instantly once they both started working at Peloton. Also, when your class starts with push it and then transi- transitions into raise your glass, it's going to be lit. And it was. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, got the get lit thing from uh, Jersey Shore. We've been watching that uh, way too much. Yes, we have. Yes. So uh, coming in number two, favorite Peloton groove two for one ride. This was also on Galentine's Day with Emma and Leanne, people absolutely loved it. Um, So Chris Perrone said that this was the absolute highlight of the ride, seeing was seeing Emma and Leanne's friendship shine. And listener Margaret Roberts Robertson said that she doesn't really take groove rides, but loved how they explained everything. The music was upbeat. They were great. And the ride was just awesome. I will probably take this one again just for the energy. Okay, your favorite Peloton JSS ride. This was from the 18th of February. It was a 45-minute My Mixtape ride with Jen Sherman. So she once again, this came from Nancy Nelson, the JSS My Mixtape ride. She once again proved she is the queen of the mixtapes with an FU playlist that pushed me and many others to a new PR. JSS is back and better than ever. (laughs) (sighs) And your favorite unstacked right at number four normally the unstackable is the last one. Oh, oh no 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 tom oh we have a very special treat this week okay two unstackables oh goodness two okay so the first one was on february 17th it was a 45 minute your day one ride so that's that brand new series with robin we'll be talking about a little bit later so michael davern shared that he thought that he was okay as she only had a yellow belt on apparently the amount of yellow is no clue (laughs) any amount of yellow is a warning this was a killer ride three sections the middle filled with tabata although every section was difficult I like that there was time for recovery so you could go hard when necessary. Let's hope she never gets jaundice. (laughs) And then number five, your favorite unstackable Peloton run. Okay, I'm excited about this as well. Also on the 18th of February, a 60 minute intervals run with Bex Gentry. Catherine Exani brought us this particular recommendation. Bex brought the fire to both her classes this weekend. When Bex is training for a marathon, we are all training too. (laughs) This one had endurance on incline, hard run intervals, and finished, finished with 15 minutes at a tempo. Good God, Bex. That's insane. (laughs) That's great. I love that. Oh, what a fun little mixture of classes this week. Yeah, absolutely. And if that's not enough, we've got to look at this week at Peloton. Yeah, there were some fun things that hit. Um, okay, so your day one with Robin. So this is all about restarting. It doesn't have to be in January. You can restart any day. And this class is the perfect way to do that. So people have been just absolutely loving this class. Awesome. It's nice to hear people talking about Robin in relationship 
to Peloton. It is. Like you, people I know. are so often like complaining or talking about one of her side things. And it's nice to just hear people talking about Robin has a great class. I agree. I agree. And no, I won't take it. <laughs> Clearly. Okay. So we also have Go Hard with Tune Day. Yeah. So this is this is tough. This is going to be a 30 minute advanced bike boot camp, full body, premiering uh, on the 20th at noon Eastern. Okay, you got some evening yoga flows. We do. So there's a couple of them. One with Ross Rayburn. That's going to drop on demand Wednesday, tw- the 21st. And then a 20-minute international evening yoga flow with Anna on the 23rd. And some outdoor classes. Which I love. I'm excited because I need to get back outside. Okay, so there's outdoor walks that are going to be dropping on February 22nd at 11 a.m. Eastern. These classes are going to be taught by Andy Spear, Bex Gentry, Jocelyn Thompson Rule, Maddie Majacomo, Olivia Amato, and Tobias Hines. So definitely something for everyone. Selena Samuela this week teased a floor boot camp part two yes someone she should okay, call she, it more floor she did they should that would be great <laughs> i would love that um so i guess people were she was doing an ama so she said ask me anything and somebody said do you think we will see a floor boot camp part two and she said stay tuned oh, with I, a smile i like that it says ask me anything within dot, reason dot, <laughs> within reason i do too that should always be assumed but it's, people yeah. get cray cray <laughs> that what on the internet i know i don't think that that's accurate and then finally if you speak german and you love power zone Boy, are you in for a treat. Yes. So um, I can't see exactly what it says, but I do know that they were Peloton was releasing a new find your zones or discover your zones for power zone all in German. So that's very exciting for people because they like German people want to take power zone, too, and they don't want to just take them in English. For sure. Yeah, it's great. By the way, while we're on this note, I would just like to say I keep seeing people say that thing some that Peloton is doing something wrong by having dubbed classes of American instructors. It's on purpose. Like we reported about it weeks ago. Yeah. This is going to be happening. Spread the word. Wait. Apparently, we didn't do a good enough job because yeah. everyone's like, why is this happening? This wait, looks wrong. Wait until you get AI. And they can make their mouths look like they're saying the words. Because that's coming. I'm sure it is. That is coming. You know, I, like, I don't I don't really want it to, but I but you're I it, am sure that it will. But it will open up a whole new world of film and television for people too, because they can uh they can then take the take shows. I mean, we've already seen like Squid Game did very successful, just dubbed, but like it it doesn't take that much AI at this point to just tweak the mouths to match. It's crazy what and, you can do. Yeah. And then well, I, I also hope that leads to better acting when they dub these things. Right. That would like, be nice. Like if, you know, cause we watched that. Well, well, I don't even remember what it was called. We watched some like crime oh. thing from Sweden. Uh, murder at the end of the world. Yeah. No, 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 not that one. That oh. was, was American. That was oh. on FX. We watched okay. the one where it was like, it was so bad. I thought that's what you're talking about. No, that one was really bad. Don't watch it. Mm-hmm. It's, bad it's what you call faux prestige television like it looks like it's going to be really good and really smart and it's not Mm -mm. it's um but um it was the one where it was like the daughter like is like a college dropout and she's a waitress or whatever and she meets the guy at a bar and then he ends up dead and then they kept doing all the flashbacks filling in 
I got nothing. We watched this like a month and a half ago. Honey, it's, but it's on it's, Netflix and it was like some Swedish show and it was like and like it was okay, but like the acting was pretty weak because it was dubbed and the people that were dub dubbing like weren't maybe the best actors in the world. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that I, you see that I, I do know that we've done that a lot lately and it's just like they lack the same enthusiasm yeah. that, the vo- that the the original actor I'm sure had. For sure. So, yeah, yeah, definitely disappointing in that regard. Peloton birthdays. And finally, we have one birthday this week, and it belongs to DJ John Michael. And you can send him a happy birthday wish on February 24th. Happy birthday, DJ John Michael. And coming up after this, we're going to interview Kristen Stokes. She's a run coach, and she has all sorts of great information to share with you. So stick around. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Kristen Stokes. Hey, Kristen, how's it going? Good, how are you guys? Well, we're so happy to have you here today. I always like to kind of start with the Peloton side of things. We're going to get into your fitness history because I have lots of questions for you. But I'm curious how you got into Peloton specifically. Specifically, I started strength training on the Peloton app in 2021 and it was specifically because my run coach at the time and my pt were like you have to do something else besides running you're not going to excel you're kind of plateauing right now you need to get some cross training and you need to strengthen some areas because i was not constantly getting hurt but i had some reoccurring injuries like all in the same area so like you need to get stronger in some areas and it's just not good to run every day let's try to get you to do something else typical runner i hated strength training hated doing anything that wasn't running someone suggested the peloton app they're like it's a fun way to get into strength training i was like we'll give it a try i became pretty much addicted to the strength training aspect of the app pretty quickly that i think it was i looked up today i think it was may 2021 i started with the app and by November, I convinced my husband, like, hey, we should get a bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then we got the bike. And then from there on, it's like kind of just been in my train cycle as either a different way to train that day, keep up on strength training. And then it was huge for me when I was pregnant in 2022. Okay. It was like a way for me to stay active, but with low impact. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. For everybody at home, tell them what you do. What's your day job? My day job is that I work for research and development uh-huh. of medical devices on the quality end of that. So I kind of tell people like, yep, you made that correct and it's in compliance with the regulations. Ooh, you have a <laughs> lot of power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I like to pay like attention to the details. So that's what I do as my day job. But my fun job, as I like to call it, is I'm a run coach as well. Wow. Now, how did you get into run coaching? I started running, I guess, when I like a year or two out of college. And then I just felt like running gave so much back to me that I went away to give back to it. 
and I had played sports my entire life when I was a child. I just always knew I wanted to get into coaching some way. But with my day job, I was like, there's no way I'd ever be able to get out early enough to, you know, help coach a high school team or our middle school teams. I said, this will be perfect because the company that I work for is global and everything's done kind of online. I have athletes all across the United States, which is awesome. And it's on their time and my time. I do it after work or before work or maybe on my lunch break. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how do you manage your time? Because like, <laughs> I feel like I do like eight jobs. Because you do. And I'm just like, tell me how you're making this work. <laughs> I just have always been, I definitely am type A. So I'm always very like schedule driven. And I think I'm always a morning person now. It's like, if I don't get what I want to get done, you're not gonna have an opportunity to do it later in the day, especially now being a mom. So it's like, take care of my stuff in the morning job during the day. And then from 4.30 to 7.30 most days, it's like 100% devoted to my son and husband. No phone, no anything but that. And then after that, once he's in bed, then I can do my other stuff, which is usually coaching. <laughs> wow. Wow. You go all day. <laughs> my husband says sometimes I like probably take on too much and I don't know how to rest, but... <laughs> I feel like oh. that's most people nowadays. Okay. Sure. I'm starting to see a pattern yeah. here. We might we, pattern here. We have some things in common. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also curious when it comes to being a running coach, do you coach yourself or do you have a coach for your training? I usually do have a coach. I had the same coach, I guess, for like two and a half years. But then after I was pregnant, I kind of like didn't know what my schedule was going to look like. And being a run coach, I know how valuable a coach's time is. And I didn't want to be the athlete that was constantly like, oh, I couldn't do this today. So can we rearrange this? Can we do this or that? And I honestly just didn't know what life looked like after being a mom because I'm a first time mom. So I was like, I don't know if I'm even going to have time to run anymore. I didn't want to like take away from a coach especially when they could be giving that to another athlete. I've kind of been coaching myself the past year, year and a half. But I think now that I kind of know what my schedule is, I definitely will be working with my own coach again soon. That's awesome. What was that like when you took on your first person to coach? I would feel like there would be, I'm not trying to tell you how to feel. I, <laughs> but I feel like I would have like a lot of imposter syndrome about who am I to tell this person how to do things like that would be a difficult hump to get over personally. Absolutely. I think what I did prior to becoming coaches. So I took a course and I did a lot of reading after that course too. I feel like the big thing on social media right now is like everyone can be a coach. Everyone can be, you know, tell you what to eat, tell you what to do. And I feel like that's definitely like not the right way to do it. I took a lot of training prior to becoming coach. And I didn't even think I should have taken the courses until I'd been a runner for at least five years. Cause like you said, like it's imposter syndrome, like what gives me the right to think that I'm an expert in this. And I still don't think I'm an expert by any means, but taking on that first client, I think it's kind of like an honor. It's like, Oh, someone trusts me enough to coach them. Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. way I looked at it. As a marketing guy, I don't know that I would put that on your business card. Like <laughs> Kristen Stokes, not an expert by any means. Like that's <laughs> well, I mean like the running is constantly evolving. Think how much the sport has changed in the past like two years with all the new shoes and everything that's out. So, it's so I think weird. you have to like constantly keep learning. Yes. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird to think of running as a sport that's evolving. I'm like, it's running. Wait, We've you literally just, you been go. doing it since the existence of <laughs> right. mankind. Right. Like it's like, but we're st we still haven't cracked that nut. 
It's so funny, though, because like the first thing that I was thinking was shoes, because like every other post that I see people, what kind of shoes should I buy? And I'm always like, go get fitted. <laughs> yeah, right. Someone always asks me a question like, I cannot tell you that, that you need to go to your local running store and get fitted. Because just because I like them doesn't mean it will even work for your foot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to devolve the conversation, but I will just tell you my own little story about this because I have a personal training certificate, but I am not like I don't feel like I'm an expert in running at all because I'm so slow. Like I'm so slow. But when last year, long story, I was training for Big Sur 21 miler. OK, it was my first time ever running that distance. And in the middle of that, the race took place at the end of April and in February 5th, I got hit by a car while I was out training. It wasn't awful. Like I definitely it was had injuries. Okay. I She's underselling it. <laughs> I was going to say, getting hit by a car does not sound like it cannot not be bad. Okay. Well, zero out of five stars recommend, like for sure. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. But I will say like I lived. There's a lot of people that get hit by cars that don't. So like that's first of all. And second of all, I only had one broken bone, which was my collarbone. The brain part of it where I got hit on my head and had the concussion was by far the hardest part to get over. But when I ended up doing Big Sur still at the end of April, it was 12 weeks to the day, but I walked it. And the reason I'm bringing this back to shoes is that it was so painful. I had to walk the whole thing and I had blisters on my feet, like the size of my palm, like no exaggeration at all. I had always been told at the running store that I needed to have stability shoes because I have a slight pronation. But whenever I talked to my physical therapist after I did Big Sur. He was like, you need to get the zero drop shoes. You need more wiggle room in there, even though you pronate a little bit because your feet have nowhere to go whenever they're twisting. Even in that space, they tell you different things. <laughs> shoes are so complicated. It's and even like between the carbon plates, what kind of foam it has. It's just never ending. It is. You're absolutely right. And I always get jealous because I love the cute shoes and I never get the cute shoes. Like I never am allowed to get the cute shoes they're like oh your kind of feet they're over there there you get these two yeah, the three little models over there yes, looks like they haven't me. been updated in about 10 years yet. that's me every like time white, black or white yep. and black gray yeah. just all the boring neutral colors yeah. they usually look not that nice either yeah exactly those are my shoes yeah, yeah i have very big feet so it's usually like we didn't get many in your size, so whatever's left over there is what you get. Oh, man. We all just need cute, tiny feet that are perfectly straight. <laughs> it's like when you wear an odd size, I yeah. have the same issue because I'm short. It's either going to be really expensive, they're not going to have it, or it'll be on clearance because <laughs> nobody wants it. That's so true. There's no in right. between. It's like jeans are either going to cost me $200 or eight. <laughs> yeah. Always hoping for the ones on sale. Yes. <laughs> now that you have a bike and you do the strength training, but you also still run, do you ever take the running classes on Peloton? I have a few times. I like the outdoors ones a lot. The ones I have taken for running are Adrian's. I feel like I take his when I'm like, oh, I really want to like punish myself <laughs> or do something outside my comfort zone. Because I swear, even the ones where he's like, oh, this one isn't going to be too bad. I'm like, this is bad still. <laughs> like, as a, for someone who runs quite often, I'm still struggling a little bit. <laughs> and you know what? How reassuring is that to hear for people who are like new to running and they always think that's another thing I always see people say like, well, he said to go this speed and I can't go that speed. And then they think they're failing. 
Yeah. I always tell people, especially as a running coach, my big thing is the effort aspect of it. So even when I'm prescribing workouts, like some of my athletes might come back and say, like, I didn't hit the prescribed paces. I'm saying, I always say like, well, how did it feel? Did it feel hard? Because as long as the effort's there for me, that's the big important piece. To your point too, if you're not hitting the exact number that they're prescribing that you're running at, that's fine as long as you're putting the effort in because it's still developing endurance and helping you as your overall running fitness. I hear a lot of people talk about when it, they're starting to run. And I guess this is really a selfish question for me. But right now I'm really trying to work on improving my pace. And like I am working with this company. They have like this VO2 master that you can do like testing. And I love it because it's able to like see the improvements over time. But they're really big into like, but you got to do the heart rate training. So I have to slow down. I have to like really go slow in theory, longer term, I'm going to go faster. But I know some people will be like, okay, whenever you want to go faster, you got to go faster. To be faster, you have to be faster. What are your thoughts on all of that? <laughs> that is a loaded question. So <laughs> Turn I that into a never... question and answer. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never done heart rate training myself. I've like looked at my heart rate on my watch and stuff like that, but I've never dove into it deeply because I honestly just feel like with a lot of the smartwatches, unless you're getting a chest strap or some other type of heart rate monitor, they're not very accurate. It's typically why I don't do my athletes to heart rate either. But to your point, my big thing is you need to have variety in your training plan. You need to do easy days. And when I say easy, you have to run them easy. It should be at a pace that's significantly slower than what you would be just to go out on a normal day or a speed workout. And it's catered to your pace. What might be easy to someone else may not be easy for you. So you have to take that into consideration as well. And then the days where you want to focus on speed, those are your hard days and you're going to go hard. So you have to be pushed outside your comfort zone on those days. There's a place for every type of run in a training plan. And that's why I think a lot of time when people plateau or don't feel like they're making improvements is they either did too much way too fast, not giving their body enough time to recover, or they're just kind of doing the same thing every day. If they want to run at 830 pace and they're telling me, oh, I run seven days a week at 830 pace, but I can't hold it during races. It's like, well, you're not really giving your body any variety. That makes a lot of sense. Definitely. What is your proudest or most memorable moment from a running standpoint? Oh, I feel like the typical runner response would be when I qualify for Boston a few times. I think the one that I am most proud of to this day is finished two now. Just first one. one be just one. Just, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I complete a 50 miler and that's something I thought I would never do because wow. I'm a true road runner. I don't want anything to do with the trails. I'm too clumsy. I feel like I'm constantly looking down the whole time. It's supposed to be relaxing. I feel like I get anxious because I'm constantly like, I'm going to fall. Like that tree just jumped out at me. That's how I always feel on the trails. <laughs> but during COVID, someone that I met on Instagram actually was like, would you want to do this race with me? It's a 50 miler. I'm thinking... Oh, I don't know. That seems really hard for someone that's never really done ultra before. And I was like, you know what, if there's ever time to do it, let's do it during COVID because I'm not driving into the office. So I'm at home. So I can just go out the door. And as soon as I'm done work, I don't have to worry about, you know, the drive home or anything like that. So I have more time on my hands. I didn't have my son at that point. So it was like really just me and my husband. So I was like, all right, let's do this. And I did 50 miles. Wow. And I still to say like, I remember showing up to that race thinking like, there's a pretty good chance I don't finish this. And I told my husband that too. I was like, you need to, because of COVID, 
tea could only be at like one or two spots. Usually they can be like at least 10 places on the trail. So I was like, at some point, like I may need you to come get me somewhere. <laughs> but, Cause that's like, honestly, how unsure I was that I was going to fish. Like I put the training in, but it was just something I'd never explored before. So I was very nervous. So that's definitely a proud moment for me. For sure. Yeah. And what's the other one? The other one is this past year at Philadelphia marathon. That was my big postpartum marathon. It was my second one, but it was the one where I just felt so strong. I was like, this is what I've been training for, for the past year. And it just is, I never felt that good and over five years. I was like, this is what I need to show that I'm still, if not better, a better runner after becoming a mom. I needed that. I think like every mom needs that reassurance that you didn't lose everything after becoming a mom. Yeah. That's amazing. What was that like coming back to running? Was that, I feel like it's, I didn't exercise a lot like before I had a daughter. She's now 17. So it was a long time ago. You had a daughter when she was zero. Yeah. Because that's how birth She knows what I mean. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) back then they did not encourage you a lot to exercise in the same way they do now. And I wasn't like a huge exercise person before that anyway. So even if I had, I don't know that I would have been, it would have just been a different journey. But I feel like looking back, if I had been, it would have been incredibly humbling. Like just how I had to like get used to working out again just after getting the car accident. I can't imagine like your body goes through so much trauma having a child. Like what was that like for you? Yeah. Like even when we decided like we wanted to start trying to get pregnant the first time, it was a definitely like a mental battle for me because I think I rely on running so much as like a form of self-care, like something that I just like to do for myself. And it definitely helps mentally too. I think it was like, okay, I had this terrible thought, like I'm giving this up. When in reality, I'd be like, no, running will always be here. So I was like the first hurdle to get over. And then once I had my son, it was the fear of, am I ever going to be able to run a marathon again? And it wasn't even just the physical aspect. It was just like, am I ever going to have time to train for that again? Because I like truly love running and everyone that knows me, like that's a big part of my life. So it's like, if I don't get that back, like, who am I? Like you kind of like go through an identity crisis. But then I think I started to learn like, okay, like don't compare yourself to that runner that you were use this as a way to be like a whole new runner. And I kind of did that with everything. Everything was a PR. Every time I did some a longer distance, it was like, this is the longest I've run postpartum. And every race I ran after that was, this is a PR because this is my new chapter as a runner. Oh, I love that. A PR. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> yes. Has that changed the way you coach others? I think so, because just what you said, like, it doesn't even just have to be like, if you become a parent or it's if you're coming back from an injury, I think a lot of times or someone who's just getting back into running, like I have a few clients right now that took a break from running and they're coming back. And a lot of times they'll say like, this is so hard. Like I'm never going to be the runner I used to be. I kind of just tell me, like, take a step back, use this as your new chapter. Let's not worry about the past. If you spend all this time dwelling on the past, you're not going to be able to move forward at all and become someone that could be even better than you were before. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. What is your leaderboard name? It's K Stokes, K underscore Stokes 829. Just seeing my Instagram because I was <laughs> not very creative at the time. I didn't realize when I joined Peloton, like that the leaderboard names were the, like, you should be creative and pick something fun. And then I, by the time I got the bike, I was like, I'm just keeping this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too much effort. Too much effort. Yeah. 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 Well, then I was like, well, I don't know what it'll be. <laughs> It's a lot of pressure, (laughs) right? I hear them sometimes on the rides. I'm like, oh, that person's so creative. (laughs) (laughs) I see all the time people go into groups and they'll be like, what's a good leaderboard name for me? I see that. There's a lot of people. And I see people like change it right before live rides too. I'm like, 
That's a lot of dedication to your leaderboard name. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Since you haven't been around super long time in the community, since 2017, I think is when this happened, there was Christina Ribeiro. She had a milestone and all of her friends back then, they all changed their leaderboard names to match her so that when she'd get a shout out either way, right? That was the idea. And then was it, I think it was Yaya I got, she changed hers to be Christina Ribeiro's leaderboard name. And then some Someone went in and took her name during that ride. Like it was gone. And like oh. it turned into this huge oh, brouhaha. It and it she eventually got it back, by the way. Yeah. Those days are over. That <laughs> yeah, would, this never, would happen never happen today. Now, like, but just Peloton, <laughs> Peloton stepped in they and changed they it. like took the name back yeah. and gave it to her. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. yeah that this, just reminded me of that story. It was back when they were a mom and pop shop. Yeah. They could do that. Those yeah. were the old days. Yeah. The old days. <laughs> the OGs. Yes. yes. As a run coach, do you have any advice for people just entering the world of Peloton? Choose your own journey, choose your own rides, choose your own programs. People on social media, when they see like what people are posting on social media, they're like, oh, I have to go take that hits and hills class or I'm not like a great Peloton rider. And I think you'll run out pretty quickly. Like you don't want to start out that way. And also probably start out with shorter classes and keep building yourself up. It's like my husband's getting back into his fitness journey and he's, using the bike now too. And he tried to start with like a 30 minute ride. And I was like, why? (laughs) Number one, you're gonna be so sore when you're done. And I was like, just start with something simple. I was like, and then it's the consistency and then just keep building upon it. Natural coach right there. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Now, who's your favorite coach? On Peloton. Oh my God. That's so hard. So I kind of have them for strength. I love Callie and Adrian. There's just something about them. Like, again, like I was never into strength training. Those two can make me want to stay down there like all day in our, in our pain cave, like doing strength training. And then for the bike, I love Robin, a big Bradley Rose fan. And then I'm trying to think who else that I really enjoy. Emma Lovewell, too. Very nice. Awesome. Well, thank yeah. you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. You just told everybody where to find you. Normally ask that here, but you did it. I will skip that part. <laughs> but Unless you want to tell people unless, where to find you for coaching oh, or anything true. else. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So I work for True Potential Running and you just find us by typing into Google, just True Potential Running. And then we'll all come up there and there's, I think, six coaches now. And then we also have a strength coach and a nutrition coach as well. Very to nice. Make it a very well-rounded program. For yeah. Sure. You need to be. You do. Yeah. You do. For sure. It's not just a one thing that you do to get good yes, at something like exactly. that. exactly. And sure. someone who actually knows what they're doing in each of those areas. <laughs> Absolutely. So, <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Yes, we do. And thank you for having me. That was a lot of fun. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? People can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on all the socials and the Peloton leaderboard at Clip Out Crystal. And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash The Clip Out. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget our Patreon, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content like the things we couldn't fit in this week's episode, including my Kid Rock story. <laughs> and uh, you also also get ad-free episodes and if we get them early you get them early so uh that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep pedaling and running and rowing